The Hump, episode 44, on the road again. The Hump, episode 44, on the road again. We're going to talk travels opening up, and I get to take one trip that's probably defined by Chad as insanity, and then Chad has multiple trips we'll talk about, and we'll mention the exact dates he'll be gone so he can rob his house. Welcome to The Hump, your show about how to get one over in this thing called life. This is Brent Bowen. <laughs> Chad Beeland. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, my man? This is like the busiest shit I've ever seen. I think this is a gift from you. It's, uh, it, it looks like it looks like that Saison, that farmhouse ale. Yeah, it's Stillwater, Free Thought, The Doors of Perception. Now, mm. here's a breakdown. It is a sour farmhouse India pale ale with guava, coconut, and sage. Ooh, so it's like three kinds of beer with three very direct flavors. Mm. I don't know if I like it yet. Mm. You have to be the judge of that. And of course, my dumb ass leaves my beer halfway across the room. So my beer, I know, is the evil twin brewing. I believe it is the lemon meringue. I think that's the other one in my bag. It is. This I know was also a gift to you that i also gifted to myself have you tried this yet no it's in my bag oh this one i i find absolutely delightful so i've already had one can of it and i've decided not to discard the other cans well they're gonna get discarded right into my belly you did discard so, one to me but that was called a gift so this week we concluded our well not this week but several weeks ago we concluded our drinkery series and i think we're going to kick off a little bit of a new series one around travel we've done a couple travel episodes in the past yeah i mean these are like two of my favorite things beer and travel yeah and often they collide when we do travel yes they do collide in a very positive way yeah a lot of positive energy that comes off of that most definitely so and now that the mask mandates have largely been lifted, travels like at a fever pitch. Yeah, for now, but yeah. Yeah, for now. Until the, what is it? The Is it the Delta variant? Yeah, Delta is the one that's. Yeah. It, I mean, I just find it just fascinating that, you know, the scientific evidence shows that the Delta variants going hog wild in communities where people aren't getting vaccinated. I'm. Who would have thought? <laughs> it's just crazy. It's just talk. bizarre. It's just crazy talk. Crazy talk. Hmm. It has been a weird week. It's been a weird week. I'm. I almost broke into a Bill Cosby pudding pop. Oh fuck! Bit there, but uh, we too soon. Not. It is too soon. Lock the man back up. I'm sorry. Oh, I hate legal technicalities. But yeah, hmm. I, I won't do it. I won't do that. There was a good bit on eight sports radio, eight ten when they were doing some draft coverage, like pre-draft coverage, Nate Bucati, who I he's, you know, you're a big sporting guy. So he does a lot of the play by, he does what all pretty much all the play by play for sporting. Right. Yeah. I'm a big fan of their show, right? The morning show, 
that they do, the Border Patrol. And but I'm a huge the one I really love on the show is Stephen St. John. Normally he's the normally he's kind of the colorful character and Nate Bucati play kind of plays the straight. Almost definitely. Yeah. But there was one <laughs> there was one episode, you know, leading up to the NFL draft where there was, I guess, an offensive lineman named Cosby or Crosby or so it was close enough to Cosby. It was like Bill Crosby. And all of a sudden, Nate Bucati breaks off into this impersonation of Bill Cosby that was just hilarious. I was like, so wrong. I And I was belly laughing at this impersonation, but going, I shouldn't be laughing. This is so wrong. Yeah. So. Slightly tone deaf, but, yeah. you know. I'll see if I can find it and send it to you because it, it is quite enjoyable, but completely off topic because we're supposed to be talking about travel. Okay, we'll just keep going then. Okay. <laughs> a hard, it, I've been complimented on my transitions. This one would be one of the roughest ever known. Yeah, we'll just we'll we'll jump. Enough of Bill Cosby. Enough of Bill Cosby. We'll So what what's interesting is that we were talking about the, you know, the Delta variant and all the, you know, places not being vaccinated. It is a bit of a concern, but you know, reservations are up like 40% even this time of year from 2019. Oh, yeah. I mean, people are been holed up for a year. They're ready to get out and do something. Now, are you are have you had to rent a car as part of any of your upcoming trips? Yeah, I did rent one and it took me a while to find one. And it it was almost as much as the flights. I mean, it's insane how expensive rental cars are. Yeah, I've heard ridiculous things like, so, you know, we're going to Florida at the end of July, mm -hmm. right? And going to Disney World, one of the first things I booked, and I'm so glad I didn't wait and mess around with the, you know, like price comparisons and all that. I jumped on and got a minivan because there are seven of us going. And I think I got it for the week for about $600. Now I've priced it since. And it was nearly well, a couple places, nearly $1,800. It was oh, three, sure. three times. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, you know, we're taking a trip early August to Seattle. And we were kind of waffling around a few places. We were wanted to go back to Portland, Oregon. And that literally took them out of contention because we checked a range of dates and could not find a rental car period in that area. So we're like, well, we're moving on and ended up going to Seattle instead. So. When are you heading to Seattle? It's August. Okay. So hopefully the weather will. That yeah, weather hopefully it cools down. What the <laughs> fuck, man? 115 degrees in Seattle. I'm like. Yeah. You remember. you Well, you remember my writer friend, Miranda. Yeah. Right. Who, she used to live in New York, but she has family and they've since relocated to Seattle. Mm -hmm. And she was sharing on Facebook her outdoor thermometer. It was at, at one point it was up at. 117 degrees is what it showed. Yeah, I mean, there's streets buckling. I mean, it's the the Portland streetcar. They had to shut it down because the the power lines were melting. Are you kidding me? No, I mean, I, I, it's insane when you're like, hmm, I, I'd like to go to Seattle, but Dallas is a lot cooler in July. I'm going to go to Dallas. <laughs> Phoenix like, seems nicer. I mean, it's how you can dispute global warming. I don't, I don't know. I yeah. mean, I also saw it was in BC in Canada. The all-time highest temperature recorded in Canada, 115 degrees, was like Monday, 
and then they broke it on Tuesday with 117 degrees. Like, wow. I mean, it's it's just insane. And then it's been kind of unseasonably cool here, but we're getting a shit ton of rain. I yeah. think we've gotten like almost 10 inches of rain in the last two weeks. And before that, in May, we ended up having 10 straight days of rain, which was a record at the time. That was an all-time record, 10 yeah. straight days of rain. It's been it's been absolutely ridiculous. I know. And it's moved to the East Coast, too, like New England and New York, and they've been super hot, too, there. It's just crazy how it's kind of bypassed us. I saw somebody tweet today. It was kind of funny, because I guess it's such a problem. The heat's such a problem in New York City right now that they were sending out, like, text alerts to residents of New York city saying you need to turn your air conditioning off. Cause they're concerned about a brownout or a blackout. Yeah. And I saw somebody was like, motherfucker, once you turn those lights off at times square, then I'll think about turning my, <laughs> my, my AC, AC down. down. That's not, I mean, it's, it's not illogical. Oh, I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Turn off the big screen for sure. You know what? We were talking about the rental car aspect of all this and the crazy thing about the rental car you know why they're having the shortage right yeah because nobody was renting cars last year so they sold them and now they don't have any rental cars they sold all their fleet i mean it seems a little short-sighted i understand you need a revenue stream but like it will end hopefully hopefully yeah you you would have thought you still might been able to develop some sort of different rental approach so now i was online reading because, you know, if we think about taking another trip, I was sitting there thinking, well, what would we do if we need to rent a car? You ever read the points guy? You mm -hmm. ever go to that blog? So he had several different tips on, you know, if you're not able to get a rental car, what would you do? Right. And so some of the points I thought were kind of interesting, like, you know, who has excess inventory oftentimes is the car dealerships. Sometimes they'll rent cars. I thought was kind of interesting, which I've never done that. Have you ever done that? Rented a car no. from a from a car dealership? No, I don't know. And then a bunch of, I guess there are a bunch of new ride sharing at, or not yeah. not ride sharing, but car rental. It's like Airbnb of car rental services. Yeah. And I looked into up. that a little bit, but you know, when you need it to go somewhere else, I mean, you're, I don't need it for a couple of days. And I'm just tooling around the city like. We go to Seattle, we're driving inland for a while to do some hiking, Mount Rainier and all that stuff. And, you know, I think it becomes cost prohibitive in that case. But yeah. Yeah. In that case. And that's one of the benefit of the benefits of the car rental company, because we've done that in a couple different situations where you're in one state, you pick it up and you can leave it in another state. Oftentimes, right? that's what we're actually well, it's not a different state, but we're we're picking it up in downtown Seattle, taking it for a few days to go hiking. And then we're dropping it off at the airport. And it was actually somehow cheaper doing it that way than picking it up at the airport and bringing it back to the airport. That's that's strange because oftentimes they'll ding you because, oh, well, you're not taking it back where you got it. Yeah. Kind of like U-Haul, those sons of bitches. Yeah, those sons of bitches. They'll they'll get you if you don't bring it back to the same place. Yeah. Well, so you mentioned the Seattle trip. Where else, where, where are you going kind of in that Seattle area? You, I know you guys are going out into the, to the wilderness a little bit, right? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm sure I'm going to butcher it, but it's called like Snoqualmie. It's like an hour east of Seattle, but I guess it just turns into this, you know, beautiful Pacific Northwest and 
that's going to be kind of a home base. And then we're just going to drive down to like Mount Rainier and do some hiking around there. Okay. And then, and then, so you got the Seattle trip. Yeah. And then, then you're going to the opposite coast. I know. Yeah. I'm going to the two places that I just said were fucked because it's so hot, but uh, we're going to New York at the, in a few weeks, just uh, my daughter's turned 21 and she thought it would be fun to be in New York city and turn 21. She's probably right. She is probably right. There'll yeah. be plenty of places to go grab a drink. There are places all over the place in New York City. Yeah, you can fall down. It's kind of like London. You can't fall down or swing a dead cat and not hit a pub. Yeah, if you're swinging dead cats. But yeah, I don't know many people that swing dead cats. Is that does that end the summer trip? Or you and I still need to figure out Milwaukee. Yeah, we went to the lake as a family a couple of weeks ago and just kicked it down there. And that was a drive. That was kind of like our first little foray out not flying anywhere, just get away, but you know, feel comfortable now driving and or flying. So I'm going to give it a go. Yeah. Just hopefully, hopefully you don't get Delta on Delta. Some of that too, is we had to like book some shit for uh, the credits I had in 2020 that I was going to lose if I didn't use them. So when you actually lost credits, I lost one. Cause it was that we were going to, you and I were going to go to Baltimore for the AFC championship game, which materialized being here. Yeah, I guess in that sense, it's a win, but <laughs> it just wasn't a travel win, which that actually turned out being the year we won the Super Bowl. So you're welcome, Kansas City. But that was pre-COVID, so they were kind of dicks about that. They're like, well, I mean, you booked it before everything shut down. I'm like, yeah, but then everything <laughs> shut down and I couldn't use it. So you suck. That was Southwest, too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Which normally they're pretty good about that kind of stuff. I could probably get on the phone for an hour and see if I can do something, but I keep putting that off. Yeah, it's not worth the yeah, not worth the hour. Not like the thirty five hundred, thirty seven hundred dollar escrow check that I found that we've never cashed. That's from last August, hmm. and I called the title company. I'm like, uh, is this thing still valid? It says expires in ninety days. <laughs> and I said, go ahead and cash it. Our bank will still honor it. And I'm like, oh God, thank God. Like, how did this happen? And then I think back to my life and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know the last year. I'm like, yeah, I know how this happened. That's like friggin' Christmas. And all of a sudden you just find a check for 3,500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. And Becca, the funny thing is I was expecting Becca to smack me around for it. And she was like, Yep. Nope. Totally get it. What the bank say or what the title company say and said, we can still cash. It's like, okay, that's good. I mean, totally that's chill. About some that. growth, man. <laughs> Definitely some growth. Some of that due to your circumstances. Oh but. my goodness. Totally. She's like, totally chill. Wow. I was afraid to tell you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like I have some really strange kind of good news for you. And she was like, what? That seems like an oxymoron. Whenever you mention strange, I'm expect expecting the worst. And yes, I went, well, it, you probably would have been really mad, but I've already called and they've said it's okay. And she's like, all right, found money found. That's right. So, well, speaking of not chill, that will be my vacation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We do it a little differently. Well, I do the vacations you do oftentimes too, but it just seems with the kids, 
we do the we do we decide to go full full insanity yeah and i think it's less about the kids i think (laughs) this is more about you about one grown kid yes okay although based on your birthday party last week i pale by comparison to another adult child that was at your birthday party oh they both yeah we got some friends that they just went the four of them and I think the adults had way more fun than the kids. I'm not sure how that's possible, but yeah. So we're talking about Disney world folks. We're that's where, and you know that, and it's such a departure from where we were supposed to be going and you know, the heat, the heat of summer, we're supposed to be going to Estes park. Yeah. Nice. Isolated Colorado. Cool summer. No, 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 no. Let's, let's go stand in lines for seven days. Outdoor vacation. Well, the Estes Park, I mean, the reason we did that was because Estes Park, even when we were looking in, this was, geez, February or March. So once we found out my sister-in-law was coming for three weeks, we're like, we're getting the fuck out of Dodge. And we were going to plan the Estes Park trip. Grant and his buddies were going to do like a senior trip and we were going to be the chaperones. We were good. But when the Airbnbs were $700 a night and they were, Grant looked at me and said, I can't afford it. I said, well, where else would you like to go? And he said, well, Disney World. And I said, well, look it up. And I was sitting there thinking, oh, it will be cost prohibitive. But then when he could find Airbnbs for $150 a night for 10 people because they're at reduced capacity, the financials worked out. I'm like, all right, I guess we, I, if that's where you want to go, that's where we're going to go. <laughs> so I'm still not convinced that's how that conversation went down. But I can bring Grant down his to verify that $700 for Estes park. You know, you could go to Disney for a lot cheaper. <laughs> really dad, we can go to Disney. Yeah, sure, man. If that's where you want to go, you think that's how the, that's conversa- how the conversation, conversation went. <laughs> that's how the conversation. Yeah, I am actually, it might've gone like that. Now I'm having a little bit of remorse because I'm sitting here thinking, you know, for the amount of money I'm spending, we could have gone to Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've been to Disney twice in the last 10 years. Yeah. A third time we didn't really need. People that like Disney love Disney. You know, Shannon may have had die convinced that Disney, at least Epcot, would be a worthwhile. We've been to Epcot. That was the lamest day that I remember from my visit long ago. But did you do the Epcot drinking tour? Around I can the drink world. anywhere. I don't need to go to fucking Disney to to have beers. Yeah. No. No. Die is not down. That's no. She was she was feigning being polite. She was being polite and feigning interest. Where I'm like have this look like I just sucked on a lemon. I'm like, mm, that just sounds horrible. My wife has the gift of like, oh wow, yeah, that sounds wonderful. Fuck no. And yet we almost convinced you to come down and spend a couple of days with us. Yeah. We probably wouldn't have gone into the parks. We probably would have just sat at the pool and yeah. Waited for me to make steaks. Get on it. Where's my pool boy? <laughs> uh, well, Shannon, your, our friend Shannon though, I need the tips from her around Disney because I'm, I'm convinced that at Disney World, she can walk to that new Star Wars. I've heard it's not a ride. It's an experience called Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. I'm convinced that she could 
enter the park and walk to that ride blindfolded based oh, on the I'm, conversation I had with her the other night. I'm fairly certain. Yeah. I mean, she put in, I don't know how many dozens of hours. I mean, she probably put in literally 500 hours into this one week trip. And it sounds like they had it worked out soup to nuts and it was seamless, but like, they had to decide like what they want to have for lunch in December. <laughs> like these are your choices. You need to choose right now because you don't get to choose when you get there. You got to know exactly what you're eating right now. Oh, and that is the way Disney operates. Like you have to make dinner reservation in a normal year. You have to make dinner reservations. Typically 180 days. Yeah, I don't before. even think we're talking about dinner. Res- they literally had to choose what you wanted for dinner, not where what? we're going for dinner. Really? She had it mapped out to that level. Oh, like, my goodness. Tuesday, we're going to Goofy's Nut House, and we're going to have a fucking, <laughs> you know, Goofy dog and with pickles and lettuce and tomato. And that's like they had it planned to that level. And that just doesn't sound fun to me in the least. Oh, man. I thought my spreadsheets of what rides we were going to do hour by hour was the definition of Disney insanity. But Shannon takes the cake. She was getting up at 5 a.m. like every day to like book. She told me the story and I'm just like, you're literally insane to me to, to go through this much trouble. They had four hours that they had free one day, you know, cause you only, you have to map every minute of every single day out <laughs> what time you're taking a dump, what time you're, you know, so she had four hours and she's like, Oh, you know, what would be really fun is if we like booked a cabana at the pool, you know, for, for four hours, she, I am not making this up. She spent like three and a half hours on hold waiting for somebody to come. Cause of course you can't do it online. You have to, you know, you have to call, and sat there no. for three and a half hours. And they're like, we only rent them for full days and it's $450. And she's like, I'm out. But she sat on, people can't see my facial expression. Yes. She waited on hold for three and a half hours. Yes. It's insanity. Wow. It's those kind of stories. It's like, I don't want to go within a hundred miles of that place. <laughs> I no interest. Yeah, I'm a little concerned that part of the reason we decided to go was because they're supposed to be at reduced capacity for the parks, like 50 or 60% capacity, because I don't want to deal with all the people. Like Magic Kingdom is not the most wonderful place on earth or whatever they call it, the happiest place on earth. We call it death by stroller. Yeah. because And from what we heard talking to Shannon, it's not death by stroller, it's death by those little carts. Mm-hmm. You know, that are the little scooters. Yeah. That people with, you know, people that need them, older people, people with some sort of rascal. Yeah. Those apparently people that are have their full faculties completely able to maneuver around or renting these things and like just running into people. Well, I mean, you told me the last time you went that your dad was limping like like he was an extra in the walking dead <laughs> because he just hit it too hard. Well, you get on your rascal and one, you probably get to move closer to the front of the line because you're handicapped and two, you don't, you know, save your walking for other times. Yeah. While you're in line, right. When you get in line, you know, that's probably exacerbated by the idea of, I mentioned Epcot. If they're allowed to drink and drive those rascals, it's probably mm. not 
Probably not a good situation. Yeah. Probably not a good situation. Well, I will let you know how it goes after we after we come back. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> just confirm how you never want to. It's go so back. weird because we have like you guys are just Disney fanatics and our friends are the Disney fanatics. And then I have family members, they're going here in September or whatever, and they're just like insanely fanatic. Like they have a small child and they're taking like this. It's a wagon with like a roof because, you know, you can't let the kid get too much sun. And like, it has like bags that hang over the side. You can put stuff in like they literally, it's like, they're going, they're going to go hike Everest. They're going to summit Everest. And this, we got to put it all in this wagon. There is an Everest at, at Disney. Yeah. But that's the Matterhorn. That's different. Oh, well, that's a Disneyland. The Matterhorn is. But there's something very similar to the Matterhorn. It is called Everest. It's a roller coaster Hmm. in Animal Kingdom. They've got a Yeti and everything. Not the cooler. No, not the cooler. Okay. Although we'll we'll need one during that trip. So... Any other place that you're looking forward to? You think you're going to book a book another trip? Oh yeah, we're definitely going to do more stuff. We'll probably do like international next year. It's just still so dicey, depending on if you want to go out of the country. You know, some countries you have to like literally sit in a hotel for 14 days before you can leave. It's like I'm not going for a month. You know? Yeah. So I know work from home is prevalent, but not so prevalent that. Yeah, I can be quarantining for having to get tested before you leave, having to get tested when you get there. I mean, it's they don't really care that you've been vaccinated. They just so we'll wait till COVID really starts dying down. Yeah, I heard an interview. I think it was on maybe an NPR with Bob Mould. He was of Husker Du, like the band Mm -hmm. Husker Du and Sugar. And I guess he was living in both San Francisco and Berlin. And was going traveling pre pandemic was living in both places. And they asked him, did you keep the apartment in Berlin? And he just said, no, if you're a U.S. citizen, you either got, you have to decide whether you're living as an expat or your ass has to come home. And because he said, he said, you know, you're, you're having a quarantine each way. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, this is ridiculous. It ends up being, you know, it ends up being a six week endeavor. Yeah. So just to get two weeks. You're having to do two weeks on either side. So he said, nope, sold the apartment in Berlin. I'm like, I'm just in San Francisco until this thing passes. So what, well, what 2022 international looks, looks interesting. I don't know. It's my 25th wedding anniversary next year. So we've always talked about doing like South Pacific, Bali, Bora Bora, something like that. Hut over the water. Yeah. I'd really love to do that, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I know Becca and I are thinking Europe. Yeah. Next Europe's year. Europe's always on the table. Yeah. Europe would be nice. So you've talked so highly of Amsterdam that I that has been on my Amsterdam and Venice like Venice before it sinks into the oceans, like on my bucket list. So. Yeah. They're both incredible. They're both totally unique. Yeah, very different. Yeah. And can get a brownie while in Amsterdam. Yeah. Cup of coffee cup of coffee do as the romans do yeah so i can help you with that (laughs) well i think we're going to be bringing on some future travel guests too here in the coming weeks just to talk about the state of travel and 
ironically enough, he was he was at Grant's graduation party and was hoping to meet you, but you guys missed each other by about five minutes. Mm, so man, yeah. So Matt, well, we've been talking about getting beers. We just need to go out and get beers on a on a Friday. But he, unbeknownst to you. So our audio producer is a former employee of the Utah Department of Wildlife and also interned at the New England Aquarium in Boston, Massachusetts. So he has a he was an ecological researcher in school. Nice. And he's a huge outdoor buff. And he and I were talking about like not the Pacific Northwest, but the Northeast where we have some friends traveling. Mm-hmm. So we're, he stayed in Maine. He was talking about Acadia. And some of the things you could do there. So he has traveled, you know, like our friend Kathy yeah. traveled solo. He's traveled solo. He's traveled a ton, loves to travel, loves to get outdoors and travel. And we know that's a big thing right now. So we're going to talk to him about some of his favorite places to get outdoors. And he certainly has the background to talk about some great places. Oh, yeah. Utah's of- sick. I mean, I'd love to. There's so many national parks there I want to go to. Yeah, and he can even hit the East Coast too. Like we've been talking about even going to Vermont, mm. right? So we didn't we didn't touch on that today, but been talking to go about going to Vermont. And then the other person we're going to have on is the president of an event and travel company and they were hit really hard by the pandemic and so we're going to hit more of like we'll hit more of a consumer, you know, typical you and me type travel activity. Mm just for fun and then we'll hit the maybe the corporate or the business side of that and we'll talk to this local president of an event travel company and he and i've he and i've known each other since college and we used to work together at the american century championship oh yeah so he would be there in a different capacity not for american century but they would contract he and his company Mm -hmm. so he goes out to lake tahoe every year i've actually done a contract gig for him in vegas at one point in time, it was a big, I think it was Wyndham Hotel Group. He had a big conference that I helped him with in, in Wyndham Hotel Group out in Las Vegas before the pandemic. This is 2016, 2017, and helped him with that, you know, several years ago. We talked to him about the state of travel and now how things look as what's corporate travel look like? What, what do these big events yeah. look like? And, how are things going or how are they adjusting now that things are opening up a little bit? Yeah, that would be really interesting. Cause you know, like personal fun vacation travel, I'm sure that that's blowing up, but yeah, I'm guaranteed companies are a little hesitant of get their people back out there. Maybe they just realized we don't need people to go out anymore. Like we, we realized the past year and a half that we can do a lot of this shit from our desks. I mean, yeah, it's been interesting to see how different groups have been approaching it. Like, you know, one of our friends, Hunter, his wife, the other day was on a virtual, she was part of a virtual conference mm. that was going on. It was like an exhibitor conference, but it was still all being done through Zoom. Yeah. And then I've seen some that are still hybrid, but then I'm likely, I'm going to go speak at one in Denver in October, right? That's still all gap. If it's, if it's, oh, I don't think it's open this year, but we could do our own gap. All right. If you want to come out. So. But I'm going to be speaking podcasting there when in in Denver in October. I'll send you the dates. Yeah, I'll go. So, all right. Well, very good. You ready for uh, Triple D? This yeah. Week? Hopefully, so, it's travel related. It is travel related, mm. but road road travel related, road trip related. 
So this happened on the way back from a trip to Big Cedar Lodge. Lovely place. Mm-hmm. So this week's Triple D move is what do you call someone who, when you stop for gas, so you got to care. And mind you, I'm going to add to this. It was a caravan. It just wasn't one car. There were two cars stopping for gas and restroom break. One of the individuals sneaks over to a nearby restaurant and decides to sit down for a sit down lunch without telling anybody, without notifying anyone. I know the individual. I mean, it's. I know the individual, so I shouldn't have told you the individual. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like that skew. Uh, you know, my initial reaction mm. is that that skews my perception. But regardless, it's the same answer whether or not I know who this person is. I mean, it's just it's a dick move. That's it. I mean, I don't care. I'm hungry, and I'm going to do what I want, and I don't feel the need to tell anybody. And you know, they'll figure it out. I liked your idea. We sh- you should have left his ass and, you know, let him Uber his way back. Cause at this point in time, I don't think we were quite. So what's the major town outside where your folks live? The uh, There aren't any. No, there's one on the Springfield, way, not Springfield. It starts with an O I think. Oh, uh, it's the place with the cheese. Never mind. I'm sitting here thinking, I, I'm trying to think of the town. Ta- there's, he was still maybe an hour from Kansas city. It wasn't too far where I probably should have just left him to Uber back. I don't know how long it would take an Uber to get out there. Cause there's not a whole lot. I mean, it's pretty isolated. Yeah. Well, still would have served him. So right. do tell or let me have your opinion first, but then like how'd the rest of that go down? Well, I, the rest of that went down where I think his wife, if I recall correctly, it took, there was like five minutes of confusion. Like what the hell's going on? Where is the said individual? Rightfully so. Right. Because there was no announcement. And then all of a sudden we could see through the window that he was in said restaurant eating a fast food sandwich. And then at that point in time, I seem to recall his wife lighting into him a little bit, not as harshly as she should be, but just like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Look, kind of a what the hell man <laughs> type situation. And the irony is that is not the only triple D move that occurred on this trip in the car or on the associated with the travel portion of this. We had an, we had an issue on the way down too that I almost added as the triple D. I mean, I know so, this individual and this isn't like top 10 dickest moves. I mean, but this is something I like. This is unique. Oh, it's unique, but it's just the guy's an asshole. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how else to like, I, I find it's a dick move. I all, you know, I would almost put it in that douche category. Like, because there's this notion of I'm you know, I'm better than you. And I just walked off. Like if to me, a true dick move would have been like, I'm getting a damn sandwich and I don't care what the fuck you think. I'm going to go over there and get something to eat. Like I'm having a diabetic episode or something Mm -hmm. that would be, you know, if he's having a diabetic episode, I wouldn't call him a dick. But if he had said something, it was like, I'm getting one. You guys are just gonna have to wait. 
But to me, this is almost even fringe douche because it's like, I'm not even going to let you know. I'm just walking like I'm just walking off and you guys are going to wait for me. Yeah, but. Uh, the essence of douchiness, though, is he has to think he's he's better than you guys. And I don't he doesn't think that way. He just only thinks of himself like I'm literally the only thing that matters and I don't care. And I must be I may be projecting the fact that his belief that he's better and that they'll just wait. Maybe that's me projecting. Well, I think that he on. knows people are going to wait. He just doesn't give a shit. Like, yeah, well, that could be fair. That could be fair. But the way. The way it went down was that as, you know, his wife got into him was like, what the hell, man? All of us want to get back. Right. And you were all hungry and we were, everybody was hungry, not just him. So it was hungry. And the issue we had on the way down was we were going down and we stopped for gas. So there must be an issue when we stop for gas. Just don't let him out of the car. Yeah. Next time. I think that's a sound choice is we'll lock him in the car. Is on the way down, we stop for gas. He goes in as I'm filling up gas. He comes back in the car, unbeknownst to me, we're driving down the highway. I look at my rear view mirror and he's de- back there pounding open containers in the back of the car. That's actually illegal in Missouri. So you're okay. <laughs> it is legal in Missouri. It is legal in Missouri. Okay. All right. Well, if it's legal, then I mean, it's dickish to not ask, Hey, I know you're driving. Is it cool if I open it? Like, yeah. That's consistent behavior with this guy. So, yeah. So no surprise. I probably should have not colored the discussion with the identity of the said individual for you in private. I'm not going to announce it on, on here. So, but people can guess. I mean, yeah, like I said, this is not even the top 10 stories I've heard from this. I think I used the term fuck stick earlier. Like, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's not even a triple D. It's just a fuck stick move. He's a mildly interesting bloke. Bloke. Yes. Well, next time we'll talk about his drunken ex- escapades in Mexico on our travel series. So we'll just go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and add that. to. I the- mean, the fact that there's so many stories <laughs> proves that this is like a fringe family member because you wouldn't put up with this shit with anybody else. No, they would have been they would have been evicted like, at this point. They would have been je- would have been jettisoned. All right, so Chad's got a good read on this. He calls it a clear dick move. I think I'm projecting some douchiness on him, but it is clearly a dick move. All right, everybody, thanks for hanging with us tonight. Next week, we'll let you know, but we're going to have another travel-related discussion, maybe an outdoor discussion, or we may be chatting with the on the corporate side. So we're locking up those dates and going to have one of those folks with us. And if you enjoyed today's episode, go out to the hump podcast website and sign up for our newsletter, 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 (laughs) go out to the hump podcast website and sign up for our newsletter. Remember you can catch us live on Facebook on most Thursdays and don't forget to rate us and leave us a comment on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple podcasts, Spotify, and Mr. Beeland's favorite. Stitcher. Take care, everybody. 